This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Being a leader in the contact center industry is tough. We have to create, delight, and retain customers. About half the time it takes to boil an egg. We need to do that thousands, if not millions of times each year with quality. We have to find a way to delight them. And we have to do that with a resource that is the usually the lowest paid in the company, usually an entry-level position with a turnover rate that runs somewhere between 5 and 150%. And one more thing, it is very, very costly and expensive to run a contact center. And, and from that comes something that's, that's almost a dirty little secret in the contact center, and, and that is that we have a tendency sometimes to treat our biggest expense, which is our people, a little bit like rental cars. If you've rented a car before, it's not yours. And so you have a tendency to not take as good a care of it as you would if it were your own car. And when you've got such a high turnover rate and there's such a high risk as to whether the person that you're hiring is going to make it or not make it, it's very, very hard to invest in them. And to invest in them, the the skills and the tools and the training and the learning necessary for them to be successful because if they're only going to stick around for 30 or 45 days or six months or whatever the time period is, I mean, how much money do I want to spend on somebody that may not make it or may not stick around, whether they're really talented or not talented? And of course, when I train somebody or when I, when I have them learn they're not on the phones, and if they're not on the phones, of course, that costs more money because we need more people. We're in podcast number 59. And the title of this podcast is How Do We Get Better? And it is the third in a series that started with How Do We Fit? Where Are We Vulnerable? Uh, was the first one. How Are We Doing? Which was the second one. And the third one is How Do We Get Better? And right out of the get-go, better is defined as improving performance, reducing turnover, and increasing CSAT loyalty and NPS, or whatever the other measurement is that you have. That's what we define, how do we get better? It looks as, as again, improving performance, reducing turnover, and increasing CSAT or loyalty or NPS or whatever else it is you do. Well, the, the way to get better naturally ends up being training. And I actually... Uh, love these two definitions because we can talk about training and we can talk about learning. So training is the giving of information and knowledge through speech, the written word, or other methods of demonstration in a manner that instructs the trainee. So training is the giving of information and knowledge. Learning 
is the process of absorbing that information in order to increase the skills and abilities in whatever the, the context is. So, so learning is absorbing and training is giving. So it made me interested, what's the definition of absorb? Well, absorb is taking up the attention of someone, or here's the one that, that really caught me and might have like hit me right between my heart. Absorb is interest greatly. And that's really what we want, right? We want our employees to have interest greatly in the things that we're trying to teach them. So my first challenge to you today is, is do you train to learn? Or, or a better way to say that is, are we training to absorb? Because if we're training to absorb, our employees will get better. And if our employees get better, then we'll be more successful, which of course will drive how well are we doing, and also is going to drive how well they fit or where areas that we're vulnerable. So let's get right to it. Uh, just a reminder that Proponacy looks at leadership and looks at the contact center, that it starts with leaders who understand that people in the contact center need joy more than they need KPIs, a sense of purpose more than sophisticated monitoring, and a champion more than a supervisor. So let's take a look at how do we get better. And I've got three notes and some rules to live by. So my three notes are, number one, in order to get better, you have to have a commitment to learning and absorbing. And you say, well, of course I've got a commitment to that. We've got a training department. We do training. Uh, but I know you struggle with how much time you can spend actually training them. But I want to look at it a little bit further, and I want to say that your commitment needs to be a commitment to learn and absorb in all three categories. There has to be a commitment to learn and absorb in their fit, which is the mission, culture, and beliefs. You can't just do it in the first week. We have to have a commitment to learning and absorbing in, in mission, culture, and beliefs. We, we have to have a, a commitment to learning and absorbing in products and services, obviously, because that's our success and our performance. And we have to have a commitment to learning in their skills. And their skills are the skills that they need now, and it's also some of the skills they may need in the future. Because we have to, we have to be making an investment in the people, and when we make a commitment, we can't just make a commitment in just success and performance. Hey, we need to make sure we train them on you know, on how our products and how our services work. So, so a commitment to learning absorbing. The second thing we need to recognize is that learning or training has to also be a reward. Learning has to become a reward, a part of, of what they get for being successful. I don't know whether you've ever uh, followed, there's a book by um, Harville Hendricks that talked about the five love languages. It's a relational book, and, and there's five love languages, which is, which is physical touch, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and quality time. And so every single person has a way that they want to receive love, and, and then, of course, they give love. And unfortunately, many of us, if, if we receive love, if we're a uh, a um, words of affirmation and physical touch, then we believe that that's the way we should be treating our significant other is with words of affirmation and physical touch, when in the reality, they might be acts of service and gifts people. So I tell you that only because the, the fifth one is quality time. And learning as a reward means that, that we're willing to invest quality time or quality education in our 
in our employees. And, and if learning doesn't become something that they, that they not only get because it's helping them to get better, but we don't recognize it and see it as a reward, as an opportunity for them to be more successful, we miss out on one of the true benefits of, getting, of, of being successful in getting better at our job. And of course, learning as a reward might be a reward that, that focuses on their success. Um, it might focus on their future. Or it might even focus on their fit. So, so commitment to learning and absorbing, learning as a reward, and then learning as a performance reinforcement. We have to get to the point where we're integrating performance and learning. And success means more learning, more investment. So as an example, a, a, rep, may, a rep may do something successful and the reward may be that they get to uh, uh, take a, a further learning course, or they get to go work on one of their charities uh, outside of the company, or they get to contribute in another area that they have a particular interest in, or it means that they get to get extra training, which might get them faster up the line to promotion to a level two, or to a, or they might be able to take supervisor training, which would then encourage them to get more successful. If we if we have interest greatly in their success and interest greatly in their growth that we pour into these reps, which means we give them an opportunity to learn or absorb in their success or in their, in their personal growth or in how they make connection inside of the organization, what we do is, is that we make them better in all three categories. And when we make them better in all three categories, everybody wins. So, so what does that mean? How do I put that into action? How do I take this concept of absorbing or learning and training and how do I go farther than where I am today? How do I look at this through a different paradigm that might help to make my organization successful and my organization is only successful if our frontline employees are getting better? And because I, I haven't really answered the question of, well, they don't have enough time, I don't have enough resources, how do I make this happen? Well, so let's talk through some of the things that we need to, we need to do in order to make that happen. So here's some rules to live by. The first one is, is that we have to look at learning and training one person at a time. We need to think less about classes and more about personal learning. One of the challenges that we have is if we're restricted in the way that we train that I need to get 10 people in a classroom or take 25 people off the phone or, or 30 people off the phone or I've got to do some sort of massive schedule because there's some sort of impact that I have to get into them, you immediately get, get cost-minded and you lose sight of the fact that, that it's very, very hard to crowd that many people. There's a I know you've, you've talked about the, the concept of we want, to, we want to embrace diversity, but we have a tendency to treat everybody exactly the same way. And training is one of those areas where we do that. We find something that needs to be taught, and rather than taking a, a, more, a more error approach where we're going to just, just focus in on that particular individual, we just, we just do a, a big blast and we just kind of teach everybody at the same time because that's the way we train them to onboard them. Well, we need to look at their training as one person at a time. And when we, when we look at it one person at a time, you begin to realize that, that, that Sally has an issue with empathy and George has an issue with li- listening skills and Fred has an issue with not understanding the, the shipping that we've got going on. And so everybody's got a different issue and a different challenge. So we need to look at one person at a time. The second thing we need to recognize is that everybody absorbs at a different pace. 
in a different way. And the way one person learns isn't necessarily the way another person learns. And that doesn't mean that you need to open a, a, um, you know, a grocery store full of different training mechanisms to get stuff done. But it does mean that there are different ways that people, that people accept and receive that information. Somebody may learn by, by a PDF. Someone else may learn better with uh, some sort of a video screen or going through a, uh, a PowerPoint document. Someone may learn, learn better with humor or may learn better with, with having some sort of a, a testing site where they can actually walk through the data. Some may learn better with somebody mentoring by their side. Uh, some may learn better that once they've learned there's a game or some sort of um, self-improvement that allows them to keep track of it and to track it accordingly. And some people learn better when they compete. Some people learn better when they're, when they're working on their own. So there's a number of different ways that people go about that. And then we also have to recognize that, that, that to absorb, right, to truly absorb, to truly get to interest greatly when we train, it has to be tied to repetition first off. You've heard the adage that you need to tell somebody 26 times in order for them to change their behavior, well, we don't have the we don't have the time in in a contact center to do something 26 times. But you know what? They're probably going to use that skill or that information a thousand times. So the faster that we can get them to understand it and do it correctly and make it repetitive is something that will then bore out over thousands and thousands of times based on how long they're actually with you. So repetition is critical. We've got to have the ability to to teach them to remind them, to reinforce to them, to recognize them, to encourage them to make sure that whatever it is we've given them, they have the capacity to do. The second part of absorption is that it has to have personal interest. It has to mean something to them. There's a, you've heard me say it before. Everybody's uh, dialed into the same radio station, which is WIIFM. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? So we've got to make sure that, that there's a personal interest and, and, and very self-driven reason for them to get better. And if you just invest in the, the products and services and don't invest in their, in their skills or don't invest in maybe, maybe where, they, where they see their future and you don't invest in, in making sure that they fit and they know how they fit into your mission and your culture, then you're going to lose them. And they're not going to learn the way you want them to learn. And of course, finally, you've got to just encourage them. There's got to be learning. Learning isn't just teaching them training. It's follow-up. It's encouragement. It's, um, it's recognition. It's reward. It's, um, it's excitement. It's coming alongside them and celebrating the success that they have as they get better and better. And then finally, rules to live by is there just needs to be more learning. If an employee comes to work for you, whether they stay with you for six months or six years, or if you're an airline, you know, 30 years. The best that you can ever hope for is that an employee will say, you know what, I worked for, insert your company. It wasn't perfect, but in the time I was there, the people treated me with respect. I had a lot of success. I really, really learned. I was better in so many ways for having worked there. I was connected to maybe some of the people, maybe one of the people. My boss had my best interest in mind, and uh, it was a great season that I was there. Now, maybe you get somebody that was a lifer that'll come in and be there forever, but in order to do that, they're going to have to be 
successful. They're going to have to feel like they fit. And they're also going to have to get better over the time that you've had them in your organization. All those three pieces come together to tell the story that you need to be successful as a leader in the contact center. So we talked today about getting better and the fact that we have to have a commitment to learning and absorbing, that learning has to be a reward and it needs to be performance reinforcement, which means it needs to be connected to and integrated both the performance and the learning. And then we walk through some rules to live by. Listen, I hope that what I taught you today is something that you can use. I hope that you absorb the fact that you need to, you need to train to absorb in your contact center. And I also hope that over the, over the podcast that you've listened to, especially the last three, that you've absorbed something about where you, where you might be vulnerable, that you understand a little more about how we're doing, and then today, how do we get better? Listen, it's been great to talk to you. It's only for 17 minutes. Uh, hope it was valuable. Uh, listen, I say it every single week, and if you don't believe I mean it, then you just don't know me very well. You can be a great leader. You can be a great leader. It simply requires effort, and it requires a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. I don't know whether you're up to it or not. If you're listening to these podcasts, I think you're moving in the right direction, but but go 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 put some focus and some energy and some hard work into being a great leader. Find some other great leaders around you and and watch them. And see what he or she does and, and copy it. And if you see some things that you don't like, don't do those things. But, but pay attention. Be focused. Make it so. Go be a great leader. It's been great to talk to you this week. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach.